Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. This is Urban Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can support Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome, and we've got my co-host, Scott, with us tonight. Say hi, Scott. Hey, Irvin. How you doing today? Good. And we've got my good friend and brother, Brian. Brian, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing much. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Always a pleasure to to have you here. And Brian gives me an inspirational word, I have to say, about five to seven times a week. And it is always on point to whatever I'm dealing with and going through. So thank you personally for that, brother. And thank you for being here. As we always do, we're going to start with a prayer. Father, we thank you for your long-suffering and your mercy and your compassion towards us. Continue to teach us to love you with all of our heart, our soul, mind, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brian, let's jump right into it, brother. Uh, How's everything going, and and what's been going on in your world? Well, the... uh to, to sound cliche, the Lord has been good yes. and his mercy endures forever. Yeah. But uh, particularly, uh, I have been in a, a vein of clarity. Uh-huh. Say more. Um, yeah. So um, oftentimes we, we get into cliche uh, churchy sayings and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm too blessed to be straight and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and, 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 there's, and there's truth there and there's yeah. value to it. But, right. you know, my thing is, you know, what does that look like? Right. You know, what does it mean to be too blessed to be stressed or yeah, I want to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do. Give me the secret to that. Yeah, give okay. me. Get, so so what I more. like to do is I like to have some, you know, a personal touch. Yeah. And, and be able to have a revelation of what that means in okay. my life. And, All right. And so I'm, I'm getting more clarity as far as um, where I'm going mm-hmm. personally uh, with my relationships, uh, yes. with my business relationships. Okay. And just seeing how the Lord is maneuvering me and putting me in in places like a chessboard, right, uh, right? To touch people, to make Him known, and to uh, let's and t- they take things to the next level. Yeah, and you know, Brian, when we Brian and I speak very often and frequently, and one of the things that that I like about Brian is his ability to discipline himself, but also discern the Word of God. We're to read the Word of God, and like you say, a lot of times. We quote scriptures and we talk, we talk, we talk to talk, but we don't always walk to walk, which to me means taking the word of God, discerning it, and then applying it to your life. Right. But, but you know what you said? You just said something. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you mm-hmm. just said something that was Speak. key. Oftentimes people don't know how to walk the walk. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy to parrot a word. Mm-hmm. It sounds churchy. It sounds good. It's biblical. Right. People not. Right. Yeah. You know, people saying amen, oh, yeah. you know, shouting and yeah. you know, all the stuff. And, but what does it actually mean? What does it actually look like yep. to put this word in application in 21st century living? Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've got these issues. I've got these problems. I've got these concerns, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people are always referring me back to the Bible or making reference to the Bible, but that's a book that was written 2000 years ago. Yes. You know, so how do I make that word relevant to my situation today? And I, I believe that it's a skill. Mm-hmm. It's a skill. It's a, it's a walking with the Holy spirit. And if you haven't been taught how to do it, this is why discipleship is so important. This is why mentorship yeah. is so important. This is why fathering is so important. Yeah. You won't know how to do it. And That's so what true. you'll do just like a child is you'll, you'll see the other people do it and you'll just do what the other people do. Yeah. 
instead of having a true revelation of what it means and what that application looks like in our culture, in our life, in our year, and and, and in our circumstance. Yes, and what she said is what many people in addiction and you go to rehab and then you get into your active recovery is what does that look like? What becomes your rhythm of living? How do you also take the word of God, discern that, distill that down, and then apply that to everyday living? So I know that you have a number of disciplines and a, a rhythm of living. Would you share that with our listeners just just day to day how you go about it? Sure. Well, the one thing um, that I had to come to the realization of uh, before I establish a rhythm is what do I actually want? Yes, that, that's the key. So, so in order for you to go from point A to uh, you know from one place to another, you have to decide. Okay, what is that? De- where am I? Yeah. What's the destination? And then we can figure out from there how we're going to get there. But yeah. but but if people haven't decided where they are or who they are, yeah, on the front end, and then what's the destination or what's the goal? Yep. You you won't know how to get there. Yeah. You've got to establish those two points. Mm-hmm. And so what I've done is I just decided. You know what? I want. You know, whatever the lifestyle, the body shape, the Mm -hmm. the habits, the disciplines that I want to have in my life, this is what I want. Yeah. And then what happens is, so let's just use an example here. So we're, we're in Irving. We're on, where are we? 635? Yeah. 635. So let's just say we're going, we're on 635 and we want to get to the Galleria. Yep. So that means that we've got to go east from Mm -hmm. here. And so if we go any other direction other than east on 635, we're not going to get to the Galleria. Right. Now, we'll be driving. Yep. We'll be riding. Yep. You know, we'll be burning gas. That's true. <laughs> we'll be moving. We'll, we'll but we won't be moving progress. in the direction that we want to go. Yeah. Um, similar to um, a wheel that is spinning on ice. Mm-hmm. It's moving, but there's no traction. Yeah. And so I see a lot of people struggle in areas, and I struggled, at, you know, for a period of time mm-hmm. myself. Um not just with food and not just with liquor, but, you know, pornography and just yeah. other things. Addiction is addiction. Yes. Um, you've got to decide what you want. Mm-hmm. And, and and if that doesn't happen, then everything else is just spinning wheels. Yeah. So what, what I like to do is I like to, when I make that decision on what I want, where I'm going, mm-hmm. then I then I label everything else that seems to be a distraction from that. Because I sent you an email about distraction yesterday. Yeah, that was good. You have to look at everything else as a distraction and label that as something that is from the enemy Mm -hmm. or of the enemy. And once you do that and once you become disciplined in your mind to do that, whether it's a child, whether it's a parent, whether it's whoever it is, a loved one, um, you know, a favorite activity, a television show, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If something else comes against that pathway that you have set for yourself, that's the enemy. And you have to label as such. Paul talked about that in Romans 16. Uh, verse 15, I believe it was, where he said, mm-hmm. mark those that cause division among you and have no company with them. Yeah. And so we have to use that principle in our lives. And that's one of the ways you can use it. Yeah. Label something that's going to take you off the course as an enemy, as mm-hmm. a, as one or, or a thing that marks and causes division and mark it mm-hmm. and label it as such mm-hmm. and then stay away from it. Right. But it takes self-discipline. It takes uh, the ability to say no, it takes the ability to respect yourself, respect your own wishes yep. and your own desires and just follow through. Yeah, I, I think a couple of things there that I can take away from what you just said is that I see us all struggling with. One is distractions and then two is the ability to say no, because there are some things that don't line up with 
our purpose and our goal with where we're going, it's good to go do, but is it the best thing for you at that moment? And it becomes a distraction and it actually can delay you from your divine purpose and your divine assignment. Right. I spent a lot of time. I used to do a lot of stuff and I felt good. Right. I'm a Bible study. I'm checking a lot of religious boxes, but was I truly maturing spiritually and was I just a hearer of the word or was I actually a doer of the word, right? And applying it to my life and making progress in my purpose and my assignment that God had given me and the goals that I had set for myself. And I know you and I, we talk a lot about managing the distractions. We talk about managing our time. Talk to our listeners about how you prioritize the things in your life. Well, again, I like to go back to the scriptures and find an anchor. Um, And the anchor that I like to use for this instance Mm -hmm. is um, Jesus, Mary, and Martha, Mm -hmm. where Jesus uh, was in the home and Martha was by his feet. I mean, Mary was by her feet and Martha was busy about doing things and serving and, you know, this, that, and the other. And Martha, you know, went to Jesus and said, hey, you know, I'm sitting here doing all this, making things ready, making things, and Mary's just sitting there. Yeah. Tell her to come and help me. Yeah. He was like, you know, you're so busy and preoccupied with so many things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mary has found the place that she needs to be at, at yeah. my feet, in my presence. Yeah. You know, basically, you know, come join us. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and so that's that's what I want. I want to find. I always want to find that place when I find my destination and then I find what is that sweet spot or that place that I need to be at at this moment. Yes. And because the, the present moment is all we have. Yeah. We don't have the future. Because mm-hmm. once we so let's just say that the future, you know, right now it's one twenty. So let's say the future is two o'clock. Yeah. You know, so once two o'clock comes, it's no longer the future. It's the present. Exactly. So all we have is the present moment. Yep. So what we have to do is we have to always keep our mind focused on the present moment. Mm-hmm. This is where we are. There is no future in heaven. There is no past in, he- mm-hmm. in, in heaven. It's all right now. It's an yep. eternal right now. And so we, we do well. When we think of things in those terms, Mm -hmm. I can't control what's going to happen. I can't control what happened. I can control what's going on right now. Yes. And so I like to always focus on the present moment because that's all we have. Yeah. Yeah. I might tweak that a bit that I I don't know that I can control what's happening right now, but I can control to how I respond to what's happening right now. Yeah. Which I know I, I misspoke. Yeah. No. And I know that's what you meant, but the, the, I do think we get wrapped up and and I find it like in the, even on this device, I get as simple as my calendar, right? Yeah. Trying to control my calendar, right? Or I got to live by my calendar. Well, I need to know what my day looks like and my week looks like, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I miss the opportunity that's in the present moment because I'm too busy trying to control something. When reality, I'm letting something else control me instead of being present in the moment I got right now with who I'm with. You know, we, we, Brian and I talk a lot about this device, this phone, right? And I'm, I'm making a habit of usually I put it down at about nine o'clock and I put it down when my wife and I have dinner and I, I tend not to touch it till the next morning. Right. And the people who really need to get in contact with Unless me, you we'll get an emergency it. text for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, yeah. One of those, my mistakes that it was urgent, Scott, <laughs> we will have to talk about that at some point. Um, but I, I had because I, I realized I was becoming a slave to this device, right? And I don't want to be controlled by this device or any any vice that is out there. So I have to make a conscious effort to put it down, right? And, it, and it's interesting because 
I put it down and I almost feel like I used to feel when I was, was in the process of quitting drinking, right? It's like you start to have withdrawal. Well, who's texting me? Who's yeah. calling me? What am I missing? And I'm like, bro, nothing is going on. That's the world right. is going to be okay because you're not looking at your phone. Mm-hmm. But and, we, we deal with it in the home with the kids. And, and I mean, my daughter's sitting here next to me today. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have them put their phones up at night before they go to bed. Yeah, you know, I think you, it's you good. You don't need it, that blue light at your pillow, you know, while you sleep. Yeah. But you can see behaviors change too. You know, I mean, it, they've done studies. You know, the, the whether it's the games, the electronics, right? It has the same dopamine reaction right. in our mm-hmm. brains that drugs does. You know, yep. and even Jobs didn't let his kids have iPhones. Yeah, for a reason. It's yep. not that they're bad, but you can see, and it's not this true for every kid, right? But you can see kids that just their whole attitude changes. You oh, start yes. to take that away, and it's like the animal comes out. Yes, right. Yes, and it's mad angry how dare you i've got i just need five more minutes i need i and i look at that and go wow i used to be like that oh but yeah. it was around a bottle it was right? around a bottle you know right. my life revolved around that right and I, I think that's so key and i think that's a good pivot to the commonalities between i know brian one of your challenges and addictions was around food right Absolutely. so talk about one the commonalities of the mindset of an addict, whether it be food, uh, all the things we've spoken of previously, but just that mindset and conquering that mindset and how Christ plays a part in that recovery as well. Yeah. So if you don't have a proper relationship with food, um, that's where the addict, at least for me, that's where the Mm -hmm. addiction came. I didn't have a proper relationship with food. Um, Actually, um, my father uh, had a problem with it as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was passed down yep. that way. Um, I don't know where he got it. Um, if, if it was a challenge for my grandparents or, or mm-hmm. whatever, but, um, I know it was with him. Uh, he had a weight problem and passed down to me. I never had a weight problem, but, um, I was very eager to eat mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. Very eager to eat. Um, <laughs> and I, and I, and, and the thing that kind of threw me for a loop with it and, and mm-hmm. I didn't really realize it until years later, I'm an yep. adult with a family and I went back and started, you know, just kind of just thinking about, you know, where did this come from? And, you know, how did I behave at certain yeah. points in my life? And so in college, I was so, and again, the, the, the sneaky part about it was, you know, I was a thinner guy. I wasn't, I wasn't fat. Right. So, but, you know, we would go to, you know, pizza in buffets and, you know, mm-hmm. 20 slices of pizza was no big deal. Yeah. You know, eating a whole eight piece box of chicken and four biscuits was no big deal. Right. Right. You know, eating four Whoppers with cheese was, <laughs> was no wow, big deal. Man, I could starters. Eat, <laughs> right. I could eat two, but man, four, four you were yeah. serious. Yeah. 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 No doubt. But because I didn't have a proper relationship with food and, mm-hmm. and seafood for what it was, yeah. it wasn't a, um, it wasn't used for fuel for my body. Uh-huh. It was my feel good. Yeah. It made me feel good. Mm-hmm. I like to taste good food. I understand. And I hung and I always would hang around, you know, big fat guys. Yeah. And those guys like to eat. Yeah. So where did we go? We, where did we go? We go eat. Yeah. You go eat. Yeah. Eat. That's what big guys do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the mismanagement of food yep. um, and the lack of discipline um, was really the problem. And, and if you don't see that for what it is, you'll never see a problem. You'll just say, mm-hmm. well, we're just eating. Yeah. You know, we're just eating, you know, we're just having fun. We're just hanging out. And, you know, you look back and you're like, wow, uh, let's, let's take a, let's take an analysis of, of what we ate for the last 
a month or week or whatever. I get 40 pounds overweight. Yeah, right, right, right. You act, you act and we all act in surprise. We're like, oh, yeah, exactly. how did I get big? Well, it's, it's kind of like reconciling your books at the end of the month. He's like, oh, oh man. Well, why you, are we? You, you said something else that was interesting. And I'm not saying you, you intended to do this with who you were hanging around, but you made the comment about us. You know, I was running around with bigger guys and they like to eat. Yeah. You know, but you were thinner, right? And you can subconsciously go, well, I don't look like them, so I'm okay. I can right. keep eating. Exactly. Yeah. What, same thing I did in my drinking, right? My my drinking environments changed as it got worse, and the people yeah. that I hung around, their consequences looked a whole lot worse right. than mine did at that right. point. Because then I could, I could justify go, go, well, exactly. I'm not an alcoholic because exactly. I don't have the DWI, exactly. I don't have the job loss, I don't have the loss of marriage, I don't have, I'm not like them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't saying that out loud, but that's what was running but, through my yep. mind. I'm not that bad, so I'm okay. Exactly. Yeah. And it helped justify what I was doing. Exactly. And and. The thing is, is that the, the, I guess one of the commonalities, whether it be food or alcohol, it's amazing and interesting how we find people who support our mm-hmm. addiction, right? That w- we, we align ourselves with people who enable are okay. Yeah, yeah. Enable us and make us feel good because. He had 20 drinks. I really only had 16. He's worse off than me. Because <laughs> I remember saying those kind of things to myself, and that's that that mindset of an addict. I remember there was a guy who used to, to come into one of the bars I hung out, and he, I don't know, he was on his third or fourth DWI, but he had a the auto blower to start mm-hmm. the ignition on his truck. But it, it was before they started checking randomly, so you just had to have it to turn on. Mm-hmm. So he'd pull in the bar, turn it off, turn it back on blow, get the truck going, make sure it had a full tank of gas, and he'd sit in the bar and drink all night so that when it was time to leave, he could get in the truck and go home. And I used to go, man, that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. Man, that guy's got a problem. Well, Now, I might be sitting there on my 20th jack mm-hmm. going, he's got a problem because yeah. I'm not having to go do that to my car. Right. <laughs> right. Yet. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. It, the, Brian, one of the things that I, I wanted you to also just talk about now you overcame your um, food addiction and I know that exercise and, and now your meal plan is a vital part of that. So can you talk about the execution of that for our audience? Yeah. So there are certain things that I have to do um, that, that are not without, they, they, they cannot be questioned. They cannot be challenged. And that mm-hmm. is exercise <laughs> yep. and salads mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, I have to have a salad, you know, you sh- used to be when we were kids, you know, make sure you eat something green, yeah. make sure you have something green on your plate. Yeah. And I was like, this is no. so stupid. Why? <laughs> yeah. a piece of broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. You're looking at it more than you eating it. But now, you know, having, you know, raw vegetables in my diet is yeah. so critical because it, I, my body will feel mm-hmm. the difference if mm-hmm. I don't. So implementing that discipline of, some type of active activity, yeah. you know, um, preferably a sweating activity. Yeah. Um, more preferable, more is, is preferable. Yeah. But having those raw vegetables in my life um, at least once or twice a day uh-huh. is so key. Um, and if I don't do that, I'll feel it. Yeah. I'll feel it. But I have to implement those two things daily, d- daily for sure. Okay. Or I'll feel it. Okay. have to. Well, one of the questions that we get a lot is how do you handle your triggers, right? The triggers that for Scott and I would be that make us want to drink for you. That would be what makes you want to eat. And how do you handle those? Yeah. So one thing that I don't do is that I don't say that I can't ever have 
a Snickers again or mm-hmm. whatever, ice cream or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But what I will say is that I will manage how much ice cream or how many Snickers I have yep. in, a, in a given month or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then I'll make sure that if I do have a cheat day that I cannot either I'll double up on my exercise or I just make sure that I just do the extra mile when mm-hmm. I do my run or when I do my bike ride or whatever. But yeah. I've got if I'm going to reward myself with a, a sweet treat yeah. then I've got to make sure I do the discipline and, and the exercise to at least help my body burn it off. Mm-hmm. OK, well, good. Well, uh, before we close out this segment, I want you to take about a minute and just encourage our listeners who are suffering from different forms of addiction. Yeah. So uh, addiction is one of those things I I always like to look at it as a hurdle, Mm -hmm. not something that you can't get over, but it's just something that's standing in the way Mm -hmm. of you getting to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so you can win, you can achieve, you can succeed, you can progress. Uh, But it does take some self-discipline. It does take some strong uh, strength of will. Mm-hmm. And it does take some determination. Um, if it wasn't a hurdle it, and wasn't standing in your way, then you would just have clear sailing to your next destination. But right. the hurdle's there, so you can get over it. It's just a matter of will you do whatever it takes to get past that hurdle. I mean, that's good. And I will add that through the testing and the trials and the tribulations of any form of addiction, Christ uses it to show us how good he is, how faithful he is. And you have strength and power that is within you that you never knew you had by going through these type of trials and tribulations and addiction. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. This is Irvin Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. Got my good friend and co-host Scott here with me. Hey, Urban. Hey, man. Welcome back. And then we're back with Brian. And we're going to have Brian close out the show. But I want to say and let Brian know the profound impact that he's had on my life. And that's why we wanted to have him on the show. Uh, He's a mighty man of God. And he has good command of the word of God and discernment. So uh, I learned a lot from him. And that's why we continue to have him on the show. And we'll have him back soon. So we're going to let him close out the show today. It's all yours, Brian. All right. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate the time uh, with Irvin and Scott. Uh, This uh, is is a problem that uh, we need to really wrap our arms around. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one thing to, you know, say, talk about the Lord and, you know, say all these wonderful things and go to church and and this, that and the other. But if we don't, if we do not have a command of the word, a command of a relationship with Christ, what we're doing is for naught. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody out here is going through something. 
Yes. Everybody. Yes. I am. We all are. Yes. So we just have to make sure that we are real about the issues that we're facing. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to, you know, be in a pity party all day, every day right. or at any point. Uh, right. But we can acknowledge any issues that we have and still be victorious in Christ. Yes. And still overcome and still press through and still, you know, have days where we get knocked down or feel like we're getting knocked down, but still know that, hey, I can get back up and I can keep on trucking. Yes. And so what we do, uh, what I like to do is uh, I connect with people mostly on Facebook. That's that's where people find me. Okay, love um, know. My, 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 my last name is pretty unique. So G-A-N-G-E-S, like the river. Yes. Uh, that's how you can probably plug me in. And you know, my first name's Brian, and you'll find me. And uh, hey, if you got any questions or you want to connect, just just reach out to me. I'm I'm very open and and I like to share the word with uh, uh, the people of God. And even if you're not a, a believer, uh, I still like to connect with people because uh, we all have humanity in common. And I'll leave it at that. And I thank everybody for their time. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.